Hi, my name is Christy, and this podcast is my pursuit to glean practical wisdom on femininity, homemaking, finances, and relationships from the God-fearing women in my life. Hope you enjoy this journey with me as we learn to smile at the future. Now let's dive right in. Hi, ladies. Uh, Today I have the privilege of interviewing Janice Johnson. She is the mother of 11 children, ages 8 to 25. She has eight girls and three boys, and she has nine children still living at home. And two of her daughters are married, and she is the grandmother of four. Uh, She homeschooled and is homeschooling all of her children. And if her life was not full enough with all of that, she also helps to run their family candle shop on the side. And I love their candles. I have one in every room in my house. And I'll link that website in the description of this podcast. It's called farmhousecandleshop.com. She and her husband, Chad, have a YouTube channel called The Big Ski Family, where they inspire families to spend quality time together while enjoying the slopes. Uh, They have almost 70 videos posted and intermixed in there. They have Uh, videos where they do marriage Q&As and just offer really insightful and encouraging advice. Uh, She and her husband also host a yearly newlywed retreat where they encourage young married and engaged couples to honor the Lord in their relationship. And I'm happy to announce that on August 15th, they are publishing a book. It's their first book. It's called and it's about their love story. And it's called How to Win a Heart. And it will be available on Amazon August 15th. So encourage you to read that. Um, she did explain to me that that book is particularly geared for single people. So hope it will encourage you. She is vivacious, organized, a godly wife and mother, and has been such a good example for many women to follow. I am so excited to be doing this interview, and I know you will come away with just tips and encouragement, um, all based on God's word. So without further ado, here we go. Thank you so much, Denise, for taking the time out of your very full schedule to share your wisdom with ladies who are probably in a different age and stage of life than you are, but just your generosity in wanting to share and input into their lives. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing you about the topic of habits, why they're important, and specifically habits that you have in your life, and then we'll touch on habits that Christian single women should be implementing in their lives in this particular season. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just turn it over to you right now and would love for you to share from your own personal experience, yeah, what habits that you have and, and the basis for them. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for um, inviting me to be on this podcast. I just really feel honored and I'm super excited for your new platform because I just really sense that there's a huge need out there and particularly for single women. And there aren't a lot of people that are encouraging um, this group of ladies. And so good for you. Um, I just wanted to, um, kind of preface this when we were talking and you first called me, um, you had said something to the effect of, I said, you know, who's my audience, who am I talking to? And, and you said, well, 
I want to do a podcast, you know, where, you know, ladies are wanting to be married, but we're kind of, you know, this is the plan B or whatever, something to that effect. And I was just like, oh my goodness, well, let's start right there. You are not God's plan. You're not living out God's plan B for your life. He doesn't have a plan B. He, you are a plan A. He desires us to live that plan. And I consider the plan A to equal abundant. And, you know, John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly and single or married. He wants us living abundantly. And I think that's what the focus should be. And, um, God is all about abundance. He's all about joy. He's all about life. He's all about fullness. He's all about more than anything we could ever imagine. And Satan really wants to fill us with lies that we're not enough. And is there something wrong with me? I remember being 23 and thinking I would have been married by then. It was this very distinct time. I looked in the mirror. I was getting ready for a harp job the day that I was going to actually meet my husband. And I had no idea at a wedding. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, and I started to second guess and believe lies that, you know, maybe there's something wrong with me. And I felt like, you know, maybe my standards are too high for a guy. And I lowered them and I felt like I ended up going out with somebody that was not, you know, the best person for me. And my mom said, Janice, you need to drop the bone to get the steak. And Praise the Lord for people that speak into our lives. But sometimes we get, get tired of waiting and like Abraham and Sarah, you know, the Lord promised them a baby boy and, you know, they waited so long. Well, maybe we just need to do something else because we get tired of waiting. And so um, I just wanted to encourage all you single ladies that Psalm 1611 says, thou wilt show me the path of life. Thou wilt show me the path. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so he promised he will show me the path. He will show you the path. And in the meantime, his presence, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And that's where he wants us to live. And so uh, married or not married, this is the kind of life that the Lord wants for us. Well, that's so encouraging, Janice. And I think it is a common thought of, um, you know, wondering, yeah, why so long? What's wrong with me? What do I need to fix? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, those aren't the thoughts. Yeah. Those aren't the thoughts that Christ wants us to be thinking or should ever be the focus. Yeah. Challenge is, you know, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's all about following the Lord because the Lord has specific plans with your name written on it that he wants you to live out. And this is the adventure. This is the excitement. There is nothing missing when you are following Christ and you are full of him. The byproduct of that is going to be when you are at peace with trusting God, with your future and where you are right now, there's a peace and confidence that comes with that. Um, and that is very attractive to a man. And that's so my husband, he was saying was attracted to me. He's like, I was just attracted to your joy and your excitement about living right where you were, you know? And so it's important. Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Do you want to share just from your own life, the habits that you set 
daily, weekly, and monthly, or however long you have them and how you prioritize them? Okay. So um, the definition of a habit is an automatic reaction to a specific situation. And so we are creatures of habit. I mean, you think about, you know, when you get out of the shower, watch yourself next time. You dry yourself the exact same way with your towel <laughs> every time you get out of the shower. Okay. That's a really dumb example, so true. but we are creatures of habit and we are what we repeatedly do. And so my goal for my children is at a young age to establish habits in them so that they become automatic reactions when they get in a situation. And so it's super important for us to create good habits in our life. But here's the problem. This is what I find is that we um, don't slow down long enough to ask questions like, how am I spending my time? What am I eating? What am I drinking? What am I reading? Who am I spending time with? What am I spending my money on? It's just, we get on this, it's like a hamster. You know, we just like get into life and we get busy and we're just, we start doing things and we're not thinking about what do I want with my life? What habits do I want in my life to support the lifestyle that I really want, you know? So my first encouragement is to slow down and think about your thinking. Think about what you're doing and how you're spending your time. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine, right? Yeah. And, um, and the little lies that Satan wants us to believe that, oh, this time it doesn't matter. You know, if you just keep doing that, this time it doesn't matter. This time it doesn't matter. All of a sudden you find yourself 10, 20, 30 pounds overweight because this time it didn't matter. And it actually does. It's the little things. It's the compound effect of little decisions that you make. Satan is so cunning. Before we know it, we can have addictions. And we're like, how do we get there? I don't think any person who's an alcoholic ever took their first drink and said, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. No, it was just, oh, this time it doesn't matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to drink, whatever. Yeah. But um, I am saying that we need to be careful and really pay attention because Satan is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Ephesians 5, he says he's scheming and he wants to devour us. And it's one little step at a time. And we only have one life. And I think when we evaluate it that way, that there is, we only have one life to live for the Lord. And why not live it to the best of our abilities and steward to the best of our abilities? And I often think about that and just, I don't want to miss it. Oh yeah. I want to do this. Well, I want to, I yes. do want to store up treasure in heaven. I do want to honor the Lord. Yes. So when you think about it in light of eternity, how much is at stake and in the balance oh, yes. There's a good quote by Amy Carmichael, where she says, we have all of eternity to celebrate the victories and only a few short hours before sunset to win them. Mm -hmm. just that reality that this is short our lives are short and there's a lot at stake and just thinking in light of eternity about our lives yes so you asked me you know to share habits um mm -hmm. of different things so i'm gonna in a more practical way just kind of dig into it okay um, i recommend a book called miracle morning um i don't believe the guy is saved but he has a lot of great principles in there and 
Um, starting out with a basic morning routine is mm. super important. Mm -hmm. And um, I find that waking up or at the same time every day mm -hmm. is a, your body gets into a rhythm. And I think rhythms are really important. So um, for me, I try to get up at six o'clock. This sounds really silly, but the very first thing I do is I make my bed. There's a book out there that says yeah. success people make their bed. Uh -huh. And that's the one thing you can do. I make it so easy. I have a white duvet comforter. I don't even have a top sheet. I wash my duvet comforter. I pull the blanket back. That's <laughs> all I do. It's really easy. And um, my bed is made and I've already done one positive thing that can make me feel good about myself. Okay. Then I drink two glasses of water um, just to get, you know, flush out all the toxins and just to get myself moving. And I walk to the laundry room, start a load of laundry. And by this time I'm awake, I'm ready to get into God's word. The biggest thing, the habit, most important habit you want to have is being in the word, being in the word. You make sure you have a, a time, Okay. Uh, a place and a plan. Those three things are really important. Making sure you're in a place that's comfortable, that you're warm enough, you're not freezing. Mm -hmm. So that, and then a plan. Uh, right now, I'm going through Henry Blackaby's um, Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. It is amazing. But um, so I wake up, I've got a plan on what I'm going to be reading. And I'm so excited because I'm learning so much about it. But then after Bible time, then I do a workout. And then possibly write a card in my little bag with my notebook and bag. I always have cards available or three by five cards to jot a note to one of my children, thanking them for something I saw them do. Or but oftentimes the Lord will move my heart to write somebody or send a word of encouragement. So, and eat, uh, you know, high protein, low carb breakfast. And notice I haven't checked my phone. Interesting. Yeah. I am strategic about that. Uh, my phone is in the laundry room where I put it clear across the house before I go to my bedroom. That way I'm winding down. I'm not sitting there looking on my phone before I go to bed, but I have a chance to like shower, have a conversation with my husband, to think about other things. You could read words from a good book. I don't pick that up until nine o'clock in the morning because what happened? You pick up your phone and what do you do? You get sucked into oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And the Lord wants to talk to us. He wants us, our hearts to be still and to wake up and his first thoughts to be to him. So I have, this has really been a key habit in my life, but confidence comes from controlling your life and having boundaries. So when you're doing like this little basic morning, that's the morning routine, you know, yeah. but having this morning, you know, making your bed, workout and Bible, I've already had an amazing day. By yeah. the time I'm at breakfast at eight o'clock. My day has been amazing. Hmm. And I am set up. I am ready to rock the day. And you know, Denise, if you can do it with 11 children and everything that you have on your plate, I often think about that with my own life of how simple it is. And, you know, if I'm having trouble setting these um, habits now, What's it going to look oh, yeah. like when life yeah. does get busier? Um, and so I think the more you can have set up early on in life, the better it's going to serve you when yeah. life is busier. 
Yes. hundred percent. That's what it's about. You know, as you're single, having these habits so that it becomes automatic reaction. So if it's missing in your life, you're like, I'm missing something and you know how to get back, you know how to navigate. And, um, you know, even when you start to have children, my quiet time was important to me, my babies, I scheduled their feedings, everything. Nobody could get out of bed before seven 30. I, <laughs> wow. I strictly enforced that down to the infants. They go back to bed. I put some toys in there. Mommy, you can't get up until 7.30. And that's the way our house was run my whole life. And wow. served me very well. But it starts right now, Christy, mm-hmm. where you are and um, developing those habits. Because trust me, you need these foundational things. Because <laughs> once kid, husband comes into your life, once kids come to your life, it only gets 10 times more complicated. And so- yes just you yourself and I, you know, yeah, it's a good place to uh, focus. So, yes. Um, And it's hard to start. It's hard to get up early and, and you're sacrificing something, but you're gaining something much more valuable. Um, Yes. And I think I always come down to the getting up early for me is the struggle because I do have an early job. And so it means that if I get up early enough to do anything else besides get ready for work, Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to put me in the waking up in the five o'clock world, which I don't know. I'm not a morning person. So <laughs> right, that's a real struggle to, to think about that. But I think it, uh, it gets easier, hopefully as you know, a habit does, um, become second nature. Oh yeah. And yeah. And that's the thing. Second nature is just who you are. Yeah. And you're not always going to have the motivation to put into things, but that's where habits kick in because you do them even when you don't feel like it. <laughs> right. And whole, and the thing about habits too, is you see the benefit. Um, somebody, I forget who quoted this, but it was about, you either have the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Mm. So you're going to experience pain either way. So yes. might as well do the pain of discipline. It's actually way easier than pain of regret, um, you know. And like you said, we are creatures of habit. And so if you're not putting the effort into positive habits, you will just spiral backward into negative habits. Right. Totally. So kicking those early on and not letting those develop with extra time or. Yeah. Right. So uh, in a little more specific area um, of health, um, I'll just start with health. Um, I take a pro vitality packet, which is, um, has four supplements in it. I've taken them for 20 years and I haven't been sick, not even a sore throat in at least 16 years. Wow. So, um, I'm not going to get into what is all in what I take, but supplements are important for your life. Um, if you were ever interested, you could talk to Christy. I'm sure she could forward that to me. Yeah. But, um, life is about energy and I have a passion for women and their health, actually, mm-hmm. because I am just seeing people that are exhausted. They don't have the energy to live the life that God wants them to live mm. because physically they can't, they can't physically yeah. do it because, mm-hmm. and it goes back to habits, mm-hmm. things that they're eating, things that they're drinking, you know, not taking time for themselves to take 30 minutes every day, just to move your body, get your heart rate up. You know, all it mm-hmm. takes is 30 minutes. But these things over time have a compound effect on your health. So I'm the supplements that I've taken have carried me through 11 pregnancies, have taken me through menopause and no like depression, um, 
good deliveries. Like I just can't say enough about it and I prioritize it. It costs money. Yes. But it's, I'm proactive about it because you know, money towards a cute dress is not going to be all that great when I'm in laying in bed and I am sick and I can't wear my dress or whatever yes. you're putting your money towards. It's just not, it stuff doesn't matter. If you don't have your health, people would give anything to get their health back. And, um, I guess I've, this has really become important to me as my husband, you know, kind of collapsed two months after we were married and was bedridden for six months and with chronic fatigue. And I just see the, you know, what happens when we don't care for ourselves and manage our body. So and it affects everyone around us. It might seem like you're spending that much money on supplements, almost selfish, but it's not. And, you know, if, you can't serve others or the church well if you don't have the energy. Um, right. And I think that's really the goal of health and fitness is not just to look good, which oh. is kind of a byproduct, but you want to be able to serve well yes. and invest in others. And so, yeah, starts with taking care of yourself. Definitely. And all supplements aren't equal. So I don't want to get into all that right now, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, um, another part of health is actually forgiveness because an anger and bitterness. Like if we aren't, if we don't have short accounts inside short accounts with other people mm -hmm. and, and we're not forgiving this stuff lodges in our body and, um, causes health issues. And I've seen that time and time again. So Anyway, mentally, I try to uh, read five pages of a book every day. Right now, I'm reading a book, Teaching from Rest, which is for homeschooling moms. It's just an exceptional book. But what you're feeding your brain is what is going to come out. And if we're just wasting time on social media, mm -hmm. consuming things that are frivolous, that really don't matter, that if you're feeling shallow and you're feeling empty, you might want to step back and just see where you're spending your time. But I find reading five pages from an inspiring book has really served me well. Um, right now with my children, I'm listening to Zig Ziglar, actually. Oh, fun. Twice a week. We do that for 30 minutes, you know, speaking into their lives. That's good for them, too. Um, financially, I'm just thinking as a single person, decide what you want to make and work backwards. My daughter, who is 19, is really good with this. She has an app. And she decided, so there's a certain car she wanted to buy. So I need to make this much money in a year. So that means I need to make this much a month. I need to make this much a week. I need to make this much a day and this much an hour. And she's decided that I'm a $20 an hour person. You know, that's what she's <laughs> getting paid. And so she doesn't go below that. And that's the way she views herself. And it's amazing how I've seen that really, when she takes jobs, she just tells people you know, and I saw her get a $2 raise by someone paid her $18. She's like, well, actually I've got some financial goals. If you really want me, I would be a 20 an hour person. And you know, I mean, she just, oh my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> she has an app that shows you the money coming down. Like you start out with how much you want to make. So that's going down. And as your money goes up, so that can be, you can reward yourself with, you know, if you reach a certain goal, in any of these areas for habits, yeah. you reward yourself, you know, travel food or clothes or whatever, but uh -huh. no debt, try to be out of debt, like pay off your car is 
soon as you possibly can. Yes. Our kids um, have all had to buy their own cars. And so they just save, 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 and then they buy what they can afford. And I'm meeting so many single gals that are just full of debt. Exactly. I feel like that is the biggest gift you can give your future family, future husband yes. is no debt if you, and, and no debt. And also if you can go into marriage with a nest egg. Yeah. That was something my sister told me. She was like, I wish I had done that. I didn't have debt, but I didn't have a nest egg. And she really wishes she had invested and, and sacrificed during her single year uh, for her future in that way. Yeah, I guess I was a little more selfish. <laughs> I didn't come into marriage with debt, but I was like, that's not my responsibility. I'm not yeah. the provider. <laughs> I'm just going to like, I really had fun traveling and doing some fun things. And I never really put that, that thing on myself, but if you're, you know, if you're bringing in loads of money, being a wise steward, and if the Lord puts that on your heart, I think it's a great gift. Oh my goodness, that you can give your husband. Such uh, a great way to practice self-discipline too. That just that exercising that muscle. Yeah. And we all know how important that is in a relationship. You know, they say the number one cause of divorce is is financial. Um, I don't know how true that is, but if you can have that discipline in place. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things in our lives that we can set up ourselves for success in different seasons later on. So yes, not that marriage is a guarantee. This will benefit you whether or not you get married. Oh, hundred percent. So say that you, you sit down, you make a plan for your life. You make some habits you want to develop. How do you, what strategies do you use to be successful? It's easy to, to, do a habit for a day or two, but how do you have, have it in place for the long haul and stick with it? Jim Rohn says, um, don't start your day until you have a plan. Don't start your week till you have a plan. Don't start your month till you have, don't start your year till you have a plan. And I, I thought those were really wise words. So Chad and I, each year we sit down and plan out, what do I want? start mm -hmm. out with what is, you know, pray about it first. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I want this uh, year to look like? And then write down those things that you really want and book them out first. Because if you're anything like me, I just have, you know, opportunities are coming, you know, people want you to do this. They want you to go that. But if you have what you want first and what you really feel like the Lord's wanting you to do, everything else will fit in around that. It's like, well, that's not going to work you know, but if you don't have any plan, life is just going to happen to you. And you're going to wind up 10 years from now going, wow, I wish I would have done this and this and this, but it didn't happen because you didn't have a plan. Uh, I came up with a dream board. I was inspired by my daughter who does this. And I actually made a dream box mm -hmm. and I took pictures of things I wanted this year. I have this cute box that has all these pictures run off and I have a big bow around it. And each month at the first of the month, I write down how I give myself, um, on a scale from one to 10, how I'm doing in each area. And so at the end of the year, I'm going to have 12 letters to myself on how I'm doing. Anyway, it just really has helped me stay focused on what I really want. And if you don't like your life, change it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we have the ability to change it. Yeah. If you're stuck in a rut, you don't like what you're doing, be creative, get out there, mm. find stuff, be curious 
and change it. We're created to grow. And Jim Rohn also says, if you knew the day I was having tomorrow, you'd go to bed too. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that's, I'm so excited about my life. And I always, I have been for the majority of my life. I look forward to going to bed because I know I'm excited about getting up. I'm excited about my life. I've got a plan and, um, you know, and we hold these plans loosely, obviously. Yeah. And open to whatever God has, but, um, man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I hope that you're catching Denise's enthusiasm for life and her uh, goal to live purposefully. I know it's been such an inspiration to me. And I hope you join us next week where we continue this conversation. Janice is going to share next time about the habits that she believes Christian single women should be developing at this season of life and also some of the negative habits that she would discourage women from forming. So please share this with a friend. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next time. 